1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms.
2: This is Rod Peterson On Demand. You probably saw Ryan Dinwiddie ripped his team afterwards. Said it was the worst offensive performance of the year. I think they said they only had 253 yards offense. What if he hurt somebody's
1: feelings? Did you win the football game? Did it work? They won did the did you hurt any feeling? The players are going to have to deal with that. I mean, yeah. I don't think he's going to have to, have to apologize.
2: It's the Sunshine Stage with the Rod Peterson Show. Oh, boy. We are live. That's right. The guys just said the mics are hot and we're live. And just as we go to air, my mic stand falls over, Moose. How about that?
1: How about yeah. that? You're going to see
2: me holding this. You're going to see me holding this. Well, actually, you're not going to see it. Just trust me that I am <laughs> uh, for the next 15, Seven, 16 minutes, minutes. Of the, yeah, in the warm-up for E.Cole Electric on this Flame Tech Football Friday, and it's going to be a lot of fun. As you see, we're back at Dodge City in beautiful South Florida. I'm just going to get it out of the way. Brian Dodge, the mayor of Dodge City, has four boys, and uh, they are Blake, Bradley, Brody, and Bennett, and Brady asked me, Brady. Uh, Bradley asked me if I would say his name on the air and tell the world that he's my favorite of the Dodge Boys. So I'm just repeating (laughs) what Brad asked, okay, Uh, here in this beautiful spot of South Florida where it's a little cloudy today but still hot. And as Greg Zahn said, it's making me and everybody else here Shiny, that shiny look of sweat of South Florida that we carry here as we're ready to talk ball for all for the next two hours. How you doing, Moose? What's shaking up there what, in the Great White North?
1: What did I tell you about wearing makeup on the air? Right, that lasted like two days.
2: Yeah, was not my <laughs> thing.
1: I'll settle for a tan
2: or maybe all right. even a sunburn. All right. I'm just not going to wear makeup on the air. Chili uh, by the way, we have and rainy
1: back home. By the way, it was this
2: morning. Ew. Okay. CFL veteran and current Toronto Argonauts radio analyst, Nate Ajay, will be joining us in hour one. Nate Ajay, Toronto guy, joining us to talk CFL and what other football matters come up. And then our NFL insider, Green Bay Packers, Cleveland Browns, and Toronto Argonauts alum, Tori Gurley. So it's going to be a fun day of ball for all. And those two are teammates with the Argos. So there might be some stories come up there. But if you don't mind, can we please hit the quick six show horn? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's not all football in the warm up, as everybody knows, or as we call it on our podcast, the Daily Blitz, which is very popular on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. We'll start with baseball. One American League Division Series, Randy Arosarena became the first major league player to hit a home run and steal home in a postseason game, propelling the Tampa Bay Rays to a five nothing victory over the Boston Red Sox in Game One of their American League Division Series. Nelson Cruz also homered, and rookie Shane McClanahan pitch five stellar innings for the AL East champion Rays. I just got to say this. They're saying, and I get why, that Randy Roserena is a rookie because technically he is, but he really starred for the Rays in their first-round sweep last year of the uh, Blue Jays in that little wild-guard set. So anyways, Rosarena still classified a rookie, but it's his second playoff. This is kind of a Ken Dryden, Patrick Waugh thing. Uh, moving on to point two. Houston's Lance McCullers was sharp over six and two-third innings, helping the Astros blank the Chicago White Sox 5-0 in the other American League Division Series opener. The 28-year-old McCullers didn't allow a hit until Yoan Moncada singled with one out in the fourth. Your Don Alvarez hit an RBI double in the third and a solo homer in the fifth. Baseball always has the best Caribbean names. Wouldn't yes. you agree? Like Some of the best names in sports come from Major League Baseball. That's still a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay, moving on. Point three. Thursday Thursday night football. <laughs> Matthew Stafford threw for 365 yards and a touchdown, and the Los Angeles Rams beat the Seattle Seahawks 26-17. Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson left in the second half with a finger injury on his throwing hand. Wilson missed significant game time due to injury for the first time after injuring the middle finger on his throwing hand and by the way I assume you were watching all the. US television coverage this morning uh, the game was a little late for us East Coasters so I don't I don't think I saw a snap of the Thursday Night game but they're all over this that Russell Wilson has never missed a start in 10 years with the Seattle Seahawks I can't Believe that. Did you know that? Were they talking about it on the broadcast last night? The durability of this
1: guy? Yeah, it's unbelievable how he's just came in and they have the longest nine years without a losing season, right? Nine straight seasons that they haven't uh, had a losing season. And it's all because of Russell Wilson being able to play game in and game out.
2: Uh, by the way, for the Seahawks fans that are watching, of which there are many, Uh, And I know that Reed Johnson from the Markcast, probably watching from Seattle right now. Who's the other quarterback before Russell Wilson? Like, there really were no other quarterbacks before Russell Wilson in Seattle. But who's the guy? They do have a retired number up there. But this guy's made him forget about everybody else. And I guess that's why there was such
1: panic. Hey, I go back, like Matt Hasselbeck, who was, you know, when I was growing up, was the quarterback for a long time in Seattle. And Warren Moon. And Warren
2: Moon. But there's a retired number, I believe, in Seattle. And I can't remember the guy's name because I'm not the biggest Seahawks fan. But Russell Wilson has made them forget everything. And that's why, I guess, Darren, you don't see a lot of criticism of Russell Wilson by Seahawks fans. Because they know how great this guy's been.
1: They do. He's a leader. He is great for the community. He's positive. He wins football games. Let's start there. Won a Super Bowl. He's never among... The Elite now he had a great start to the season last year but like he's never among the top real, you know, three quarterbacks in the league. You never put him up there and say he's the best in the game, but he always wins games. He's a great right. seems like he's a good teammate and he's good for the for the league too. So, yeah, they love him in Seattle.
2: Well, that will be I would think what we're going to be hearing about the most for the next week is the status of one Russell Wilson and I just can't believe that he hasn't missed a game in 10 years. Who can say that? I look at my team, the Dallas Cowboys, you don't have to just look back to last year with Dakota Prescott and how many games he missed. Uh, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee hasn't started every game. Like, my gosh, we're talking about the most punished position, save for the running back on yeah. the field, and he hasn't missed a game in 10
1: years. The last guy I can think of, not at that position, but was Joe Thomas in Cleveland, the offensive line. He had the Iron Man streak, and then when he got hurt, yeah. it, was kind of, it was the end of his career. Moving on, we're flying through these. We'll come back and revisit them more in the
2: second block. Uh, Number four of the quick six show topics here. America's team, the Florida Panthers, announcing this morning that they have signed Alexander Barkov and Sasha Barkov to an eight-year, 80 million deal. It's the same guy, Sasha and Alexander. That's one thing I've learned since, I was going to say, moving to South Florida. Sasha Barkov, Alexander Barkov, same guy. You know what he's saying? Uh, just make sure the check is made out to the right guy. Yeah, eight years, eighty million dollars for Sasha Barkov, and I could sit and talk about him forever. Uh, there is a sentiment amongst the Panthers fans, fans of which there are many here in this region, Darren, that he is not the grittiest player in the world. He's not that hard nosed. He doesn't necessarily always show up. But I don't know. One week ago tonight, I saw him at FLA Live Arena, a buck seventeen into the game, rifle a snapshot right down. Main Street uh, passed a startled Anton Hudobin to open the scoring, and it completely changed the complexion of the game. He's a game changer. Sasha Barkov, an Olympian, eight years, 80 million. You got something on that before I go to last night's scores?
1: He's among the elite players in the game. He's in that top tier, I really believe it, among the best players and you know, highly offensive, but they're going to need him to show up in the playoffs because, you know, Florida's going to be there.
2: It reminds me, by the way. As I get into last night's NHL preseason scores, Corey Perry and Steven Stamkos each scored twice. And the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Florida Panthers 6-2 in a preseason game. Brian Dodge and I were talking about it potentially being a bloodbath last night. in now Al- Amelie Arena, I talked about Sam Bennett running Vazzy on Tuesday night in Orlando. And uh, Bradley Dodge, the 10-year-old, said, relax, Rod, it's just preseason. I turned to his dad and said, did you put him up to that? And Brian's like, no, no, it's all on his own. Relax, Rod. It's just preseason. So I guess I'll relax with the fact that the Panthers got waxed in Tampa 6-2. Jumbo Joe Thornton and Owen Tippett scored for the Panthers. Spencer Knight started and allowed three goals and 17 shots. Christopher Gibson mopped up in the third. Panthers and Lightning... We'll close out the preseason Saturday night here in Sunrise. Uh, The New Jersey Devils game against the New York Islanders was canceled due to a power outage. The lights in one part of Prudential Center went out before the start of the game and could not be restarted. Joe Valeno had a goal and an assist, and Thomas Grice stopped 22 shots to help Detroit beat Pittsburgh 4-2 Thursday night. Josh Norris scored twice in regulation and got the winner in the fifth round of the shootout to lift the Ottawa Senators past Montreal 5-4. Shane Pinto and Chris Tierney also scored in regulation for the Sens. Jeff Petrie had two goals, Nick Suzuki a goal and a helper, and Josh Anderson also scored for Montreal Jake Allen, who clearly the Habs are going to be uh, relying on heavily here to open the season, finish with 28 saves. Matt Dumba scored at 234 of overtime to lift Minnesota past 3-2. And finally, Michael Raffle and Josh Robertson scored. And Anton Hudobin stopped 26 shots to help the Dallas Stars beat Colorado 3-1 Thursday night in the National Hockey League. Uh, moving on. Man, are we flying. Oh, yeah. Point five. Let's spend a minute on this. Canadian Football League, Friday night football tonight. The Edmonton Elks at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight. I think this is going to be a bloodbath. I went to log into my betregal.net account, as I told you, and uh, I couldn't get in. I'm sure it's a me thing. I'm sure it's operator error. But I wanted to see what the spread was or the line, because we talked about it earlier in the the week. What did we have? Was it Winnipeg by 6, 6.5? Like, I think tonight should be a bloodbath at IG Field. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I really don't know. It was a big spread. I thought it was it was bigger than that. I'm gonna have to check out the, uh, the spread. I'll look it
2: up. The okay. big
1: board. For uh-huh. some reason, I thought it was 14 for Winnipeg, which is why, you know, when we play Deal or No Deal, I picked the Elks to cover the spread. 14. Four. Yeah. Did you say four? It's 14. Got yeah. it in my notes here. So yeah. I'm taking the Alex to cover the spread, but I do think Winnipeg wins the game. I think it's going to be a lot tougher played than people think too. Like you said, a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a real physical football game. I really do. Be fun.
2: Yes. Uh, IG Field, the place to be. The Blue Bombers 7-1. and one. Trevor Harris returns. To quarterback the 2-5 and Edmonton Elks, the question is, will it matter? Uh, It's not going to matter enough for them to win. It might be enough for them to beat the spread, as you say. 14 points Winnipeg favored to win. A nice little story moved across the Canadian press wire about Zach Caleros and Trevor Harris uh, coming in as rookies with the 2012 Toronto Argonauts. You know what? This should make a 30-for-30 documentary on that football team. Chris Jones was the defensive coordinator living on a boat (laughs) <laughs> in the Toronto area. Scott Milan was, was the head coach, right? I just saw him on Sunday at the Dolphins game. And I remember me, and this isn't the proper way of saying it, but me, Chris Jones, and Zach Caleros were riding around in an SUV. Sounds like the start of a joke, doesn't it? Yeah, it, Me, that's... Chris Jones, and Zach Caleros walk into a bar. And Chris Jones, for whatever reason, starts talking about living on a boat when he coached the Toronto Argonauts in 2012, and I said to him, Where did you get your mail? Reasonable question, right? Wouldn't you think? Very random, though. (laughs) You think so? A little bit. It's the way that I think. And uh, he looked at me with those shades, and he's like, I didn't get mail. (laughs) He had it all shipped to his house in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. So anyways, we had that talk about Chris Jones. There was, I believe, another coach, and you'd have to ask Jason Maz about this. It might have been Maz. One of them was sleeping in his car because the rent
1: was too high in Toronto. The rent, the rent is too damn high. Did you ever watch Is this that? not a 30 for? Th- did, did you ever yeah. watch that movie, The Ladies' Man? You know, where Leon oh, yeah. Phelps the was living man. on a boat? Leon Phelps living Leon on a boat. Leon Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Chris yes. Jones, apparently.
2: That's the thing. Uh. I can, conti- oh, believe me, I continue to hear it <laughs> from the Dodge boys, too. They're like, Rod, whenever you bring up the CFL, we tune out. But these stories are just so darn entertaining. Doesn't matter. You don't need to know who these guys are. The defensive coordinator lived on a boat, and another one lived in his car. Come on, this is entertaining stuff. Uh, by the way, Flame Tech. <sighs> Sponsors our Football Fraud. It's locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. Flame Tech. And the warm-up is brought to you by E. Cold Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E. Cold Electric, let's get to work. Moose, we do have a couple more minutes left at this segment. I just got to bring up, for the sake of where you're situated right now, the sweatband's capital. It's the Calgary Stampeders at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Saturday. I was reading the game notes this morning. You won't get this. And I wonder how many will, who the winningest visiting quarterback is of all time in Regina, coming into Taylor Field or Mosaic Stadium. Because Bo Levi Mitchell of the Calgary Stampeders is creeping up the list. He's got four wins as the road starting quarterback in Regina. The number two guy on the list is Conrad Holloway. Toronto Argonauts, great. He's got five, and there's one quarterback who came in as the road quarterback and had won ten games at Taylor Field in Regina, the most in CFL history. Does anybody want to take a stab at that at the time we have left in the You Can one I have, here? Can uh, I have you two can? guesses? Who's,
1: can I have two guesses? You absolutely can. Yeah. Anthony Calvillo or Henry Burris? <coughs> oh. <coughs> really?
2: You don't even have the right team. Woo. I'm checking the, I'm just checking the comments here on the big board. And I know they're all out of order. They're, t- they're, they're clueless. They're talking about Chris Wallaby.
1: Double D. Uh, hmm? Is it Dave hmm. Dickinson? Cause he's coming into coach.
2: Yeah. See, I'm not getting any of those. I'm not getting any of those comments here. John. Ohm in Winnipeg says Rod's getting a lot of sun. Pass Rod some sunscreen. Uh, I like the shade of brown that the Florida sun's turning my skin. I like it. Um, Randolph has it. Ding, 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 ding. Randolph Charles has it. It's it's Dieter Brock. The Winnipeg Blue Bomber great Dieter Brock. And I was saving these for the Dodge boys, but we'll get this out to uh, Randolph in Ontario. I got a few of these. Why not give away some prizes, Moose? I got a, That's a great idea. You can't buy these in stores. RP Show Hats. And, uh, by the way, my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat's watching, and she says, Chili in Medicine Hat this morning. Stay in Florida, Rod. Thank you, Chris. Maybe I will. You ready to continue this on the other side of the break,
1: Moose? Oh, yeah, of course.
2: Okay. Going to incorporate a little more viewer participation when we return, because we're only five points through the quick six. This has been the warm-up for E Cold Electric, and you're watching the RP show live from Dodge City in South Florida on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24 Hour Sports Radio at RodPeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash the Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Autumn is in the air, the pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. If you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming in their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. But you gotta use the promo code FANSIDED20. Nice little scene setter there from gorgeous Fort Lauderdale, Florida. RP Show continues, Flame Tech Football Friday. And as I said, we're going to roll in some viewer comments here. In the second block, on the way today, Natea J, Toronto Argonauts color commentator and CFL veteran, and Tori Gurley, our NFL insider. I see that everybody's awake and at it, up and at it. They're talking about the Regina Pats at the Moose Jaw Warriors tonight. As God's team uh, gets rolling. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat Moose wants to know where she can get a Rod Peterson Show hat. Because you can't buy these in stores. Um, are we going to make them available on the rpshop.com? I think we should. I think yeah.
1: we should. Well, and there's going to be, uh, we've had conversations in the last week about our store. So hats, a focus and an emphasis in the store. Okay, good.
2: And uh, hopefully some iguana themed merchandise as well. Very uh, they're talking about the Winnipeg Ice and that they're on a roll. See, so you have the comments right in front of me here. I feel like this is me and my cousin Christine just going back and forth today. She says, cool. I love Durant when no one... Yeah, right? She goes, I love Durant when nobody else did. My dad and I used to get in the biggest arguments over Darian Durant. I'm so glad that we don't have to argue anymore about that stuff. And Darian's gone. Uh, From Mike Hor. I'm not glad Darian's gone. I'm glad that I don't have to argue about it anymore. He got it. You know what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I know what you're saying.
2: Crisis averted.
1: But Crisis decided, averted. Step, that, that's a good one. Step out of the, you know, the sack was coming. Yeah. Rick Ressenthaler is watching in Edmonton. He says,
2: I was able to order one of those controversial Prince Albert Raiders third jerseys and hat. I'll get it in the mail today. Boy, everybody's uh, going off about those Raiders jerseys. I wonder if they sold a ton of them. The deemed offensive and insensitive jerseys. I don't have it in me to talk about that today. And I see people are getting around. Well, we're talking baseball, too. I'll just say Mike Horgan in Toronto says, is Rod working for the Florida Panthers now? Uh, You'd think so, right? But no, not yet. Sports on Tap, we do it every day for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store, where you'll never need to ask to have the CFL game put on television. There are four baseball games today. If you're into that, which a lot of people say, you know, I only get into this sport in the playoffs. For me, that's baseball. I'm not going to be spending today around the television on a day like this, but they're all four series go today, Moose. 207 Eastern, the first game, White Sox at the Astros. Houston's up one game tonight. And then at 4.37 p.m. Eastern, Atlanta at Milwaukee, that's game one. 7.02 p.m. Eastern, Boston at Tampa Bay, game two. Rays have a one nothing lead. And then it's the Dodgers at San Francisco. And that's game one of what was deemed the best series of them all on our poll question here yesterday by Canada's and North America's smartest sports viewers. Um, one thing we did have a debate last night at the Texas Roadhouse about there's more baseball fans in Canada than for sure in the state of Florida. Maybe not all of America, but baseball's a bigger thing in Canada than it is here in South Florida because it's a football thing. So let's get to football on a Flame Tech Football Friday. I apologize that it's taken me so long. Last night, the LA Rams knocking off the uh, Seattle Seahawks. 26-17 was the final in in Seattle. Darren, week five, I've penciled in what I think are some big games, but I don't want to hog up all the TV time. What games are you going to be zeroing in on here in Week Five of the National Football League?
1: I want to make sure I pull it up, and I mean, I'm sure we'll we'll pull up the betting odds later if you want. But you know, the Green Bay Cincinnati game is one I'm looking at. You know, you got a pair of three and one teams. Joe Burrow and Cincinnati are a team that maybe ahead of schedule a little bit, but they're on the upswing for sure. They're not in that you know upper echelon of tier 1 teams but they're maybe the top of tier 2. They're very good, but this is kind of a statement game for them if they can find a way to beat Green Bay. I think the Packers are only favored by a field goal. So I'm looking at that one as a big game. You know, I look at Minnesota Detroit for the other reasons cuz both those teams they either need to win now or the season's done. I mean, it's it's almost at that point. I know it's early and it's 17 games, but I look at that Another slobber knocker is the Cleveland uh, Chargers game. Two teams that are in that tier one. I believe that, that you know, the, the uh, Browns and the Chargers are in that tier one. So that's going to be a really big one as well. They're both three and one. Um, there's a lot of big games. The Cardinals and 49ers is a big one. And the Cowboys-Giants too. That's another big game. And they're all, you know, divisional games. That's great. You, uh, you know, it's funny. I didn't write down... Any of those
2: games. I wrote down a bunch of other games. Good. Isn't it how wonderful the National Football League is? Uh, and by the way, with a, with a couple of these uh, comments from our viewers, because it is, I, I'm feeling charitable today on this Flame Tech Football Friday. More viewer comments than normal. Mike Horrigan regarding my allegiances with the Florida Panthers. He says, what are you going to tell Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, RP? Uh, I just talked to them this morning. So don't worry. We're good with the Golden Knights. There's enough love to go around. Okay? Yes. Um so some how got I know that you like when we sprinkle in stories along with actual game talk and point spread and so forth. The one game I wrote down was Miami Dolphins at Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday. How about that? How big is that? How about that? Have you looked at what the have you looked at what the point spread is on that? The of last course time you have the what last- would you what would you put the Bucks at? As you know, their favorite. What would you put them at? By how much?
1: Seven to ten. I mean, they're heavy favorites in the You should do that for a living.
2: Game. You should do that. You should do that. <laughs> Have you ever thought about being an oddsman? It's ten.
1: It's ten. Hey, for the Bucks. I might. If uh, yes. if 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 you know, if I need a second income, it'll be doing odds. But look, I mean, Tampa. Everybody wants to recency bias, right? We want to diminish the Bucks. And say they're not that good because Tom Brady put up 19 points against the so-so New England Patriots team. And we want to say Mac Jones is the greatest because he went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady and did all these great things. Well, yes, that happened. But this was also Bill Belichick's Super Bowl. So that defense was schemed and, you know, played above themselves to shut down Tom Brady. It was pouring rain. The Bucks' offense is much better than that. They're going to put up points. Look what Buffalo did to Miami, Okay. They don't have Tua Tunga-Vailoa in Miami. It's going to be a tough game. But then on the other side, the Bucs are banged up. Like, could be without their top three starting cornerbacks in this football game, dealing with some injuries. So there is a lot of intrigue in this Battle of Florida, I think.
2: Huge. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter. This is kind of one of those games where you say you toss the records out the window. Yep. Because it's Miami-Tampa Bay going after it. But, again sprinkling in fun stories uh i was at a cracker barrel a couple of weeks ago cracker barrel restaurant and uh the lady let's call her flo (laughs) behind the counter i was wearing a uh buccaneer shirt and she's like oh are you gonna get in trouble wearing that down here now and i know i told you this already i spun around and said but it's got brady 12 on the back which it does and she's like oh no no we all like tom I know I told you that story, but think about that for a second. In South Florida, Dolphins country, they hate the Buccaneers with a passion, but they love Tom Brady. Yeah. Darren, that is star power. Isn't that's, it? Like, that's like in Calgary them saying we hate the Oilers, but we love Connor McDavid. They did, that didn't even happen in Calgary. It doesn't happen in Canada, but it's happening here. That's how much they love Tom Brady in the state of Florida, and I wonder how much that go- permeates the
1: rest of the United States. That happened. I'm sure it does. I'm sure, you know, when Tom goes to all these other markets, there are people who are buying tickets in large quantities just to see Tom Brady, you know, go against their team. And they cheer Tom Brady, and they want Tom Brady to play well, but they do want their team to win. And we even saw that in New England. And and that's different because he spent so much time in New England and won there, but the ovation he got. And, you know, he left that... He kind of left that market high and dry, right? I mean... Was it Bill? Was it Tom? It doesn't matter. They took a severe step back when he left and they still love him. Right. So that's, that's Tom Brady. That's star power. I don't think LeBron has that kind of star power around the NBA that Tom has around the NFL, that, that ability to be likable, even on your rival. They don't even like LeBron in LA, let alone across America.
2: But that is another story altogether. Um, Well, another one, by the way, in the press box, I'm just going to put this out there at Hard Rock Stadium here in Miami on Sunday when I was at the Colts and the Dolphins. The talk in the press box was that the CFL is toxic. And I'm because the guys knew that I was a CFL guy. So we got talking about that. And then you look back at this past week, Eddie Steele getting fired for what he said about Brock Sunderland. Everybody's throwing shade at each other. I'm just like, I think you're right. I think you're right. I mean, one guy said, he goes, I've worked with the NFL, NHL. Uh, He goes, I'm just looking at the CFL. Those other leagues don't operate that way. They're not as toxic as the Canadian Football League. What's the problem? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not in it anymore. Don't know. But I'm just throwing that out there. That was the talk in the press box in an NFL stadium just last
1: weekend. Yeah. Uh, well, just quickly on yeah, that. I mean, the NFL's that? not without yeah. their problems too. I mean, look at what's happening with Urban Meyer in Jacksonville, the Deshaun Watson news in, in Houston, you know, that storyline. So they're not without problems. But look at how much have we talked about Deshaun Watson this year? Zero. None. The team's actually playing pretty good, even if they're losing football games aside from the last week. And they had a decent start. And to be honest, the games are so good, and there's so many other storylines that get pounded down your throat to overshadow the negativity. We're not seeing that in the Canadian Football League. We're not seeing the, 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 the player-driven storylines, the you know, team-driven storylines going into each game. We're only seeing the negativity being pushed, and that's, there's a problem there in, in the uh, hype machine.
2: Uh, yeah, And actually, I feel like we could sit and talk about this a lot because it's picking up in the comments on that. And James in Winnipeg says the Jaguars are so toxic. That's all self-inflicted. What the guys in the press box here in Miami were saying Sunday is team to team, people throwing shade at each other. That's not happening in the national football. This is self-inflicted stuff by Urban Meyer and Deshaun Watson and anybody else that's in trouble. Richard Sherman, if you want to go that far. But... There's a, there's a difference in what they're saying. And, Darren, I know you can, you understand that. Not everybody else does. Um, John uh, in Winnipeg says, Are you going to the NHL home opener in Vegas, Rod? No. We're going to a home opener in another NHL city. And, Darren, do you want to drop that before we break and bring in Natea J?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Edmonton Oilers. Uh, we'll be at the home opener next week. So, uh, really looking forward to that. that. Looking forward to that, to that? Um, because it is, it's, it's time for uh, the puck to drop next week on the national hockey league. So uh, we're going to, we'll be in the studio a little bit next week, but we'll be in Edmonton as well. Um, you know, trying to capture the buzz of Canada's big markets and the national hockey league. So looking forward to it.
2: Trying to capture the spirit of the thing. Oh yeah.
1: And we'll be doing it in
2: Edmonton. And, and by the way, uh, Randolph watching in Ontario says things happen in other leagues and they turn it into positive publicity. From William May and Lloyd Minster says that it has always been in the CFL, a small league, small time thinking. And I don't want to turn this into a CFL bashing show either, by the way. God knows we've done enough of that. I passed that. Don't want to be part of that. I'm just telling you what was the buzz In Miami here last weekend. The CFL is toxic. And it is. But how do you cure that? I don't know. You walk away from all the recovery coaching uh, documentation that I've read. That's what you you remove yourself from the toxic situation. You know that, Moose. Yeah. In life. Uh, And by the way, segue here. From Pete in the 570. He says, big deal. So the Argos won. I'm so happy that they and the 999 other people in attendance saw it. LOL. See, that's toxic right there. 101. As some have pointed out, the Toronto FC is drawing fewer than the Argos, but nobody says anything about that. But when we come back, we're not going to talk about Argonauts' attendance at all. Please hold me to that. We're going to talk about the first-place team in the East, though, with their color man and alum, Natalia J. Moose, we'll see you back in a bit. See you then. We are broadcasting a Flame Tech Football Friday from beautiful Dodge City on this Flame Tech Football Friday on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, live at 24 Hour Sports Radio at RodPeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod
0: Peterson Show now.
2: Another beautiful day in paradise, talking ball from the Sunshine State. You can just imagine how much they're looking forward to the Buccaneers and the Dolphins Sunday from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa Bay. We're talking CFL as well, and uh, very excited to welcome in Nataya J, six-year CFLer with three different teams, played at the University of Buffalo, and I understand he's had a golf course today. Nataya, thanks for fitting us in on clearly a very busy day. Uh, what you got cooking uh, there in the Toronto area? Uh, no problem at
3: all. You know, Rod, I've been tuning into your show the last uh couple of days, and I've seen you in Florida out a tea time today. I didn't want to cancel because I wanted to keep the same vibe, you know, the, the warm weather vibe. So, you know, thank you for inspiring me.
2: <laughs> My pleasure, man. That's what I'm here for. And the before I go any further, I can't tell you enough how beautiful I think it is how you're settling into this color radio role with the Argos it just seems to fit you like a glove are you enjoying it as much as you seem to be enjoying it
3: absolutely honestly I wake up on game day and it feels the same way as it felt like when I played you get those uh those butterflies that excitement you know you get to you know you get to be a part of football but honestly if I wake up and I feel like it's what I'm supposed to be doing and that's. That's what I love about it. I, I People ask me if I miss football, and, you know, you miss the little things, but I honestly feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing now, and that's, that's the beauty of it. I am enjoying it a lot.
2: Good, good. Well, it shows. It absolutely shows. Now, having said that, we got to talk about this Argo game from two nights ago, 35-16, Toronto beats Ottawa, and I just had a chat with a football guy this morning. He's like, oh, no, no, Ottawa's that bad. Anybody could have beat him by that much. Um, whatever that people got to talk. How did you feel that game went?
3: Uh, I don't feel like anybody could have beaten by that much. Edmonton didn't beat him by that much, you know, when they had the opportunity to, to, and this quarterback, Caleb Evans was going in there with no CFL experience. Right. So the Argos obviously did what they were supposed to do. They're the better team on paper. They're facing a rookie quarterback. They had a defensive coordinator Chris Jones, who you know very well, uh, had a game plan. Uh, to unsettle that quarterback and to make him uh, kind of see things that weren't there, to bring pressure, to make him uncomfortable, and they, they executed. And they end up scoring in all three phases, right? So there was a complete team effort. And when you win in professional football, you never take it for granted. You never say, oh, yeah, we were supposed to win or we were uh, we we're the better team because you never know. I'm sure um, Edmonton went into, into Ottawa last week. Everybody picked them, and they couldn't get it done. It's still professional football. They all get paid. And when you can get a win, you'll
2: take it. To your trained eye, Nate, have you seen the differences on the defense since Chris Jones showed up in town?
3: You know what? The defense was uh, one of the better defenses in the CFL. They were, you know, topping the CFL and stopping the run. So they were, they were good. They had pieces. But I've seen uh, a difference in, in kind of style, right? They, they're bringing more pressure. Um, they're more aggressive. They they seem to be taking on the identity of their their uh, defensive coordinator. So I've seen that, but they're still the same great players on that defense, right? Like Shaq Richardson was just uh, you know one of the top performers last week. He he's been there all season. He's been doing really well. I've seen Chris Edwards, a Sam linebacker, uh, aggressive player, doing been you know really playing well at a high level all season long. Sean Open, I mean, had never played defensive tackle before in his career. Right. They moved him to defensive tackle and he's been having a monster all star caliber season. Right. So, you no, know, he he's had pieces. Right. And he's been um, it, it, uh, put in a good situation where he can come in and kind of take over uh, what, what uh, add on to what they've been doing. So uh, I've seen a little bit of changes here and there. But Chris Jones definitely has you know, the weapons to you know, kind of make this defense what what he, you've seen in the past.
2: Hey, I tell you, I know how hard it is to golf and come on this show. There's not a lot of time between shots, so I won't keep you much longer. Let me just ask you. A couple oh, no, I got all day for you, man. I
3: got all day for you.
2: Okay, good, because I don't want to let you go. But when Dinwiddie ripped the team after, and we saw that in the media coverage, ripped the offense and said it was their worst offensive yeah. showing of the year, how did you feel about that? Was he right?
3: He was right. It, 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 it wasn't an impressive show, and he, he was right in doing that. And I like. Uh, the, the approach Coach in the takes, right? Because he's real with the players. What he says to the media is what he will say to them uh, to their face, right? So, you know, as a player, you appreciate that, you know, because, you know, a coach that cares that much uh, about you is going to tell you how it is at, at all times. I appreciate that because I know as a player, I don't want a coach telling me one thing behind closed doors and telling the media, you know, something else. I want you to keep it uh, 100. Coach Jason Moss was the same way he would tell you Exactly how you felt, and he would be honest. I mean, all those players, to a man, would tell you that it was an embarrassing performance as well. So you know, uh, the thing about the Toronto Argonauts, though, when they do have embarrassing pro- uh, performances or performances where they aren't up to standard, they always bounce back. three Three times this year, they've they've kind of suffered embarrassing kind of type of losses, and every single game, the next game they come back, even beating the defending champions, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, uh, in a game in a back to back in a game they had been embarrassed the, the week prior.
2: It is a battle for first place on Monday afternoon now at the coffee cup, Tim Hortons Field. Are you making, everybody wants to know, are you making the road trip to call that game with Hoagie? Yes. Argo's at Tie Cats on Monday afternoon.
3: Yes, we, we do all home games and, and the Hamilton games. So we will be there. Can't miss that one. I mean, that referee goes way back, you know, before, you know, way, way, way back. So we'll be there for sure. We cannot miss that game
2: okay now you are channeling your inner don matthews are you old enough to remember the former argos coach that wore those oakley's like that are they making a comeback what's the deal with your, with his your shades he made those things famous
3: i do remember don matthews i was a kid but i remember him coaching those some of those montreal teams like i was really really young and he had that kind of famous defense that you know chris jones runs now right where you you know you bring pressure you know relentlessly you make the quarterback uncomfortable and uh he did a lot of winning in the CFL so it's hard uh, not, not to remember a guy like that but you know i i'm wearing these because you know they're kind of like the Argo Argo blue Argo colors so that uh that's the only reason i I'm, I'm wearing them <laughs>
2: uh well you make them look real good better than they ever looked on don and lastly producer Clark <laughs> dug up a photo of you and Tory Gurley together from your Argos days can you please tell me a Tory story man he's like my Surrogate uh son, okay, illegitimate son Tori is to me. Tell me a story <laughs> of you and Tori's days with the Argos.
3: Okay, I got a couple. Tori, um, obviously, you know, he's he's a big guy, right? And I think when we had signed him, he was um he, he was he came, I think he come from the NFL, right? And it, massive dude. So he comes at the almost at the end of training camp, right? End of training camp. He doesn't know any of the plays. And he shows up first day, he's in the cafeteria, and we see this massive human being, and we're like, oh, man, we must have signed another defensive end or you know, somebody to, to rush the passer. And we all go up to him, hey, man, uh, what position you play? And he's like, man, I play receiver. And I'm like, what? Receiver? We're like looking up, like, wait, what? This guy's a receiver? He's like, yeah, man, I just, I just make plays. That's all I do. I just make plays. I'm like, all right, we'll see. Right, the first day, he's like, yeah, all I do is make plays. All I do is catch touchdowns and make plays. Uh, He goes into the first preseason game, knows none of the plays, right? Doesn't even understand what the quarterback's saying in the huddle. He just says, I'm going deep, right? And he, like, scored three touchdowns in our first preseason game uh, at at University of Toronto. And I'll never forget, ever since then, I'm like, yeah, man, whatever you say, you're the real deal, Tori." Big money. We call him big money because he's always shooting dice in the locker room and scoring touchdowns.
2: I can't wait to get him on next hour. I'll be calling him big money. The guy just makes plays. He's a success at everything that he does. Hey, Nate, thanks for the time. Hit him straight, my friend, and enjoy the game on Monday.
3: Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to join you, Rod. I appreciate it. Enjoy that sun, man. I, don't, I know I don't have to tell you, but I know you enjoy that sun.
2: You bet. Thank you, my friend. Natea J, Argos Radio Color Man and CFL alum, joining us from a golf course somewhere in the GTA. We'll be back in a moment. It is a Flame Tech football Friday. You're watching on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. We're live, South Florida, the place to be. Aerial coverage proves provided by Goodyear. Sports <laughs> update before we bring the moose in. The Houston Astros and Tampa Bay Rays were winners in the first two American League Division Series games Thursday night. The Astros coasted to a 6-1 victory over the Chicago White Sox before the, Bra- the Rays blanked the Boston Red Sox 5-0. The National League Division Series kickoff this afternoon as Charlie Morton takes the mound for the Atlanta Braves in Milwaukee. The Brewers will counter with Corbin Burns. Later, Walker Buehler gets the start for the L.A. Dodgers in San Fran. Logan Webb goes for the Giants. Quarterback Zach Caleros and Trevor Harris may be foes on the football field, but they're also friends who support each other. Harris and the 2-5 and five Edmonton Elks visit Caleros and the CFL-leading Winnipeg Blue Bombers tonight. It's Harris's return to action after sitting out the past two games with the neck injury. Uh, Caleros and Harris met when they were rookies with the Argos in 2012, and they became roommates. Again, I'm telling you, it's a 30-for-30 30 30 documentary. And the L.A. Rams rebounded from their first loss of the season with a big road dub on Thursday night football. Matthew Stafford threw for 365 yards and a touchdown as the Rams defeated the Seahawks 26-17 to improve to 4-1. and the sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or business Christmas party now for the Tap, Brewhouse, and Drive-Thru Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. We are broadcasting a Flame Tech Football Friday from sunny South Florida. Please uh, bring the moose on the screen. I heard him cackling there at our aerial shots coverage provided by Goodyear. Moose, out of all of this, I have some things I could throw at you, but what's on your mind right now as we... You don't want to, to know. Close of hour one. You don't want hey, to tell know. me. Come
1: on, tell me. The only thing. Yes, I do. What's on my mind is I want to know if Chris Jones has a smiley face tattoo on the back side of his butt like Leon Phelps. How about that? That that would be in the 35th. No, you're 30th. right. But uh, right no, that's no, you didn't. That's it.
2: <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's all good, my friend. Um, on. I'm just looking at Matthew Stafford, 365 yards and a touchdown for the Rams. Mm -hmm. They went to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff now. So I'm just sitting here saying, did they? uh, all they were missing was the quarterback that Sean McVay wanted? Is that all that they were missing? To go into Seattle and win? It's not that easy to do. Like, look what Matthew Stafford's doing. And you and I were talking earlier about the Detroit Lions. With the aforementioned Jared Goff, they haven't won yet. They're
1: 0-4. Yeah.
2: So... What's your reading on, was Jared Goff the problem
1: with the L.A. Rams? No, he's a talented quarterback. His reason he's a top pick in the NFL. And, and he's playing, actually, not bad in Detroit. They're close. They're not, they're not as bad as 0-4 is making Detroit look. And I think Goff will have a decent career. But look, at that game was a lot closer than it should have been last night. And I watched it this morning. But L.A. went up and down the field. Stafford made the bad interception in the end zone when he was trying to throw it away. That put point took points off the board. They outplayed Seattle up and down the field. They're a good football team. And and Matt Stafford is having a lot of fun uh, with Sean McVay. So it's, it's special to watch.
2: And then poor Jared Goff, and they got the
1: Vikings this weekend, which we'll kick this
2: around in the second half kickoff for core grain, whatever topics you all want to talk about today, today, not as much hot topics on the burner like yesterday with the Kerry Price news. Although I would like to get into that, if you don't mind, Darren, because my yeah. phone's been blowing up on Carey Price talk. But we'll talk about Friday Night Football in the CFL, Edmonton at Winnipeg, Week 5 in the NFL, plus Tory Gurley all ahead after this break. You're watching on Game Plus TV.
1: For more Rod
0: Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.